Yeah, what's up? We'd like to say good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Search Information and Open Forum. I'm Marion Barnett, your host. We've been here for a long time and just wishing you a Merry Christmas coming up and a Happy New Year. We'll discuss Christmas, we'll discuss holidays, different things. Well, go on, do we really celebrate right? Is Christmas, was it, did it set out to be a holiday or a holy day? Mm. Was it a day that was set aside to worship God, celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ? Or was it a day that we go party, drink, see how much we could drink and smoke and clown and act a fool? Now, what does Christmas really mean to you? We have to be honest about that. What does it mean? Does it, it's just a time you, you ask somebody, you having a good Christmas, that mean did you get, you know, a lot of gifts? Did you have some money? Is that what Christmas is all about? Or is Christmas, is, you know, goodwill toward all men? Peace, joy, happiness toward every other human being? Is that what Christmas means in your heart? Or is it just a day we want to hog up everything we can? Food, clothes, <laughs> money, you know. What does Christmas really mean to us? And also, I'd like to say congratulations to those golden bears, the South Oak Cliff. Who you rooting for? Those golden bears. It's been a long time since the golden bears would go this deep into the playoffs. They used to do it every year. Then there was a transition and African Americans moving to a, farther out into Oak Cliff. After blacks had moved from that area of Oak Cliff, they went to a deep area. Then that's when Carter and Kimball became the dominant powers. Mm. Uh, it's nothing but a real estate population shift. Mm. Where they want us to go, where they want us to be. That's what switches this. But I'm so glad that somebody it's the coaching staff or somebody that get those fellas credit. Have I've learned how to obtain our talent no matter where we are. Right. Reach and get our talent. Right. I'm very sick and hurt over uh, Carter going down like it has. The enrollment, they tell me, is very low. Uh, we're definitely not getting the kids we should get. Some say, ah, oh, I'm just about out. Academics, you know you're not. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> Athletics and academics go hand in hand right. when it comes to our freedom. Did you know that? Mm. Who you think have done more to elevate and help the rising of African Americans. Do you think uh, our academics have done 
A lot, yes, they have. But do you think our athletics also have done a lot? Yes, they have. For every academian I, I, you name, you know, you can also name probably two or three athletes who dominated that era. Ever since the beginning of the 20th century, when the first great African-American hero was a boxer. Right. Maybe the greatest boxer of all time. Right. Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson, right. Well, when we get to the point uh, in the 30s, your great celebrities were people like Jesse Owens. Right. Uh, you can look at the women that have come along and done great things to elevate our race, both academically, athletically. See, we can ill afford to throw either one of them away. Right. They both have done and served a purpose for those God-given gifts right. that he's given to elevate us. We cannot put one down lift another one up no they both have to be lifted right. up right and, and and we 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 need to support our young people mm-hmm. that's right support the school support your children and give them an opportunity because let me tell you something i've sent four children to college mm-hmm. Believe me, if they had any academic talent, I, I found it out and used it. And guess what it does? It paid for a college education. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. Okay. Oh, yes. Thousands and thousands. See, it costs a lot of money for a child to go to college now. Leon, average college now is from 30 to 40,000 a year. How many families can pay that out of their pocket? Very few gonna pay that. But if you reached, if you saw that they were not gonna get that kind of money on an academic scholarship, but you pushed them academically to go do those things, but what they do pay for uh, is in athletics. Right. So I push them to do that too. Right. You, you have the gift, you have the ability. I got stunned last night in the Utah Oregon game. At the end of the game, I had a grandson to break his leg. Mm. Now, he had shut that whole right side of the field down. The whole game. He's a uh, right cornerback for the University of Utah. He shut it down. He got hurt at the end of the game. It has been his dream that he wanted to play in the Rose Bowl. Hmm. But he won't get a chance to play this year. But we have to understand these things do happen. They do happen. And we're praying for him. I, last night he was after he broke his leg, he was all happy and everything because uh, Salt Lake City was going, 
was living, going crazy. They, they were so happy. It's the first time the University of Utah has ever went to Los Angeles and beat both USC oh, and UCLA. Whipped them both at home. And now there's a Pac-12 champions. Beat Oregon. And uh, the Pac-12 champions. How did Utah do it? Most of us probably know a little about the history of the Mormons. They came to Texas. Hmm. And and they offered scholarships. Hmm. To the superstars in Texas. Now, I ain't saying they offer scholarships to all blacks, but they wanted the black superstars. And some went, many went. Okay. And now, they're as good, I believe, as anybody in the nation. Because Oregon beat Ohio, Ohio State. Sure did. Mm-hmm. And Utah beat Oregon twice this year. Right. Had to play them twice. Mm-hmm. So I, there, there, there are some things. We can elevate our children to help themselves and help your pocketbook. Get your children in school. Get them every scholarship. Right. Learn how to find those scholarships. Because believe me, there, there, there are hundreds of millions of dollars in scholarships. If we just start searching right. and learn how to search the right place, right. we can find that money. And if they have a talent, a gift, they put movie stars and millionaires and everybody you can think of in prison because they're lying about their kids playing right. a certain sport right. just to yeah, get them right. in that school. In school. Right, sure. Right. See, if it wasn't important, <laughs> do you think the movie stars and millionaires would be going to prison? Nope. It's important. It's important that we do certain things. It's important. Because look, look at uh, South Lake. Lord Mm. have mercy. Lord have mercy. Yeah, I sent them straight to South Lake. They do. No, no, it's one of the most racist institutions that school board out there. Racist. Dennis Elderman up there. I'm from Denton. Little M. Right. Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> Racism is all around right. Dallas. Right. Well, it's all, we know it's in Dallas, but all around Dallas. Mm-hmm. These school systems, racist school systems, want to continue the racist practices they've, con- they've practiced down through the years. They want them to continue. People, I keep telling you, uh, you know, uh, frogs don't, they have frogs. Snakes don't have frogs. Snakes (laughs) have snakes. And you have to understand this, people. When will we understand this? Snakes will have snakes. You going in now right. looking right. for something great and you know it's a snake that's running things? <laughs> you think he's going to change? Please. Just do some things, people. Do some things. Do some things. And 
help your children. No animal will do well in a hostile environment. Right. If the environment's hostile, no, don't do it. See, a lion in, in, in the bush, he's comfortable. But if you take a lion and put him on Fifth Avenue, he's uncomfortable. Right. Please, people, let's wake up. Let's wake up. And there are so many things going on. The trials. We can't rejoice over a verdict in a trial until we hear the sentencing in that trial. There's a trial where everybody's rejoicing over the verdict of the three right bigots that 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 ran and got this boy and killed him. They were found guilty. I can't rejoice yet. I want to see how they're going to be sentenced. Mm-hmm. You can still find them guilty and slap them on the wrist. Right. Or you can find them guilty and give them what they deserve, the book thrown after them. I'm waiting on the verdict. How much time will they get? The sentencing is the most important thing. Let's don't celebrate anything too soon. Right. Don't celebrate. We must be vigilant for our rights. Yeah, trying to take our rights to vote mm-hmm. and see the way the Republicans are asking, they can rescind the 1964 civil rights. Mm. It wouldn't surprise me if they have gotten, haven't gotten together to rescind the 64 civil rights because what they're doing right now is rescinding, trying to rescind the 1965 Voting Rights Bill. Mm-hmm. Historic legislation. Right. It can always be turned over. Anytime you are a citizen of this country and your rights are not in the Constitution, but had to be voted on as a special bill to give you that right. Right. Amendment. Right. That can always to be turned back. Hmm. 68, open housing, all that can be turned back. And the Republicans that we got now wants to turn them back. Right. We got a couple of Democrat senators up there. Mm. The lady from Arizona and the gentleman from West Virginia. They're no earthly good. They are really Republicans playing Democrats. So we have so much we got to be vigilant about. Oh, I get tired of here. Well, you ought to get tired of being discriminated against. Right. You go to wars and fight. You pay taxes just like everybody else. You, you, but you suffer an oppression in America that will not end itself. Mm. We must end it. Mm. It's proven it will not end itself. Mm-hmm. We can't leave our freedom in the hands of somebody else. Right. No, we can't do it. Mm-hmm. 
We have to stay vigilant for ourselves. And yes, freedom is not free. We can't get win something and go sit down, go home and sit down and relax and say we got it made. We got no. We'll never have it made in this country. Mm. I'm telling you that right now. If we don't be vigilant, if we don't stay cognizant of what's happening, we're going back where we used to be. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. You can reach me at 972-647-1893 if you'd like to join this conversation. You can reach me. You can reach me. You can discuss and give your ideas, your hopes, your dreams. That, But we, this will not come easy. Believe me, you, we will always have to fight for our freedom in this country. I know you don't want to hear that. But I can't help what you don't want to hear. I got to give you what you need to hear. Mm. Yes. 972-647-1893. And we'll be right back after this short break. Yeah, what's up? All right, we're back. We're back and ready for our number two. We had calls on the line. Those callers that were on the line, I'm sorry you got hung up on on mistake. Just call back. Just call back. Just call back. Call us right back. 972-647-1893. Call us back. We got it. Cut some cut callers off by mistake. We are so happy to hear you. All righty. But uh, let's see what's going on. We are in a, in a situation, in a time, at a time that they don't even want us to vote. See, the Republicans' philosophy have faded in America. Most people disagree with them. And what they got happening, the way they stay in power and keep white supremacy is by doing certain things. But if they don't have the legislators to get these acts passed and these things done, then we ought to realize that they got to stop us from voting. They want to stop. They want to stop us from voting. All righty. 972-647-1893. That, that is somebody there. All righty. Okay. Who do we have here? All right. Good morning. We have a chance on uh, line one. Chance? All yes. righty. Good morning, Chance. Good, good morning, Reverend Barnett. How are you? Hey, I want to acknowledge uh, what's going on in the Metroplex. Mm-hmm. The, the city of Arlington police chief was brought in here from Baltimore, Maryland, okay? Mm-hmm. And he, he's an African-American guy. Uh-huh. He fired a white officer several, about a couple months ago, okay, for firing his weapon and shooting a guy, okay? Mm-hmm. We need to acknowledge it. He fired the guy, and, and, and the chief is totally correct. Because if that was a black guy that that officer killed, we would be up in arms. Mm-hmm. So 
we need to stand behind that chief over in Arlington. Yeah. And, uh, that, that police officer fired that weapon because he was afraid. He was scared. If you're mm-hmm. a police officer, you don't need to be afraid. You need to find another... Uh, if you're afraid, you need to find you another uh, occupation you need to work yeah. in. So we need to stand behind that police chief because those white officers... Mm-hmm. coming after that police chief over there in Auburn. Well, you we find do. this happening with most uh, these uh, police associations. Uh, they are there to protect white officers. That's what they're basically for. They're not there for the, for the truth and bring things out that happen in crime and everything. They're there to protect white officers when they are mistreating uh, people of color, especially black people. That's what they're there well, for. Correct, correct. So we need to stand behind that chief over there. Uh, there's there's a little bit of media behind it, but not very much at all. And uh, so he's totally correct in what he did and uh, what he's standing for, and we need to stand behind it. Please stand well, behind you, uh, it. Well, we, we definitely need to stand behind any time we have people that are in key positions and do things to bring some type of parity and fairness into the system. Uh, but you have to understand, this is going to be a fight, and when they get these jobs, they need to make sure that they identify those people who are in their corner and that's going to stand with them and fight with them. Not get there and misuse. Sometimes they've had them to misuse. <laughs> some of our own. So we all need to come together and work together that right. make sure there be parity when we are misused. We cannot stand for it. All right? Correct. Right. Right. Thank you. I appreciate it. I thank you. 972-647-1893. 972-647-1893. Who do we have, Pierre? And we have a Floyd on the line too. Floyd? Floyd, yeah. Uh, good morning, Floyd. Good morning, good morning. Yes, go right ahead. Hey, I, I, I want to talk yeah. about a couple of things as far as, uh, yeah. you know, us in black society. Actually, first I want to tell you a little bit about me. Yes. Born and raised in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. So understanding that I've seen them and how they do our people because I was in Washington, D.C. when they dropped the drugs, poisoned the water, and and just wiped out the whole black population basically in Washington, D.C. I saw Johnny. You said they poisoned the water? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lead poisoned the water. If you look back 2004, it was a big old lawsuit, billion-dollar lawsuit against Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. for poisoning the water. Lead water poison. Where does D.C. get its water? From the Potomac River? Or, or what, or, uh, uh, well, or what? Anacostia. Uh, the Anacostia yeah. River? Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. I know. It's two rivers. And, and, they, and, and they got seen dropping whole barrels of lead uh, in, in, them, in them areas. Hmm. They got seen doing that. Hmm. But, but this is something else I wanted to talk about. How do we get past these people if we can't get past the religion these people have set on our people. Well, you have to understand. He's talking about God in the way that they brought God to us. But that is not the God that we came with. Hmm. Well, first of all, they have to be taught. 
They have to be taught. We have to teach them that Europeans had a had a reason mm. to uh, change the, the images of that's right of Christianity mm-hmm. because right. it's called his story. Well, and well, it's because Europeans were completely left out. Story. Yeah, of God's working with man. That story mm-hmm. from Genesis to Revelations basically left him out. So in order to not be left out and 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 the image he had created that white was pure and black was sinful. Mm. And anything of color can't be pure like white. Mm. So he had to create things there in the Bible, create images to make sure that those that what he had created will stand. This is how it's done. It has to be taught. Now, is it being taught by the black preacher? Have you heard any black no. preacher? How many have you heard preach that? Never one ever. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I'm that's because you go to the wrong churches. No, the only reason I'm in the knowledge itself, I got it when I was young in D.C. We had a doctor called Doctor Scott, and he taught black life. He taught black history. He taught black knowledge. And that's mm-hmm. when I was young, and here I am, fifty-three years old now. And I was maybe eight, nine when he started teaching me this, and I, I woke up to what was going on. And this was in D.C. And we had a doctor who taught that to some of the, a lot of the black students that he had, but he was the only one. And when they found out what he was taught, was teaching us, they fired. Him. Yeah. And this. Well, have you taught? Have you taught it since? You remember this guy? Have you taught it? Uh, I, I I I display it everywhere I go. I put it in my kids, I put it in my wife, you know, because I'm trying I'm, I'm trying to shake them from what I call uh, this haze that we walk around in this maze. Yeah, we walk around in the haze in this maze. That's Eurocentric theology that we have spread it in, among ourselves, and it's there. To psychologically just to destroy us and cause that's us right. to hate ourselves. And destroy us. Well, that's what it was done and there for, and it has done a perfect job, and it's hard to teach us. Job. Well, it's hard to teach and us. How they, de- how, how they came after our family, the black family is, is in shambles. Uh, mm. The women are so masculine. Mm. You know, because they yeah. feel like they have to be, because they chose to take the money from the government and put their man out in the seventies. Mm. Well, it, and they chose to do that. And I was in. What are some of the things he's subtly doing now? My dad was one of them casualties. What are the, some of the things he's subtly doing now to uh-huh. brainwash us? Well, let's take That's the right. television. What what does it, what images he love to put on television? Oh man! All he does is criminalize us on television. Hmm? That's that's what his main thing is. When you got a a, a successful situation and a, a pretty black woman, who's going to be with that black woman? You know. Hello. Yeah. White guy. Huh? A white guy. You know it. You know it. Yes. If she, but that's if she decides to bend to him because. 
Nah. Well, she's going to do that. She's going to do that. She's going to do it. Just watch TV. They send subtle messages. Now, they really not so subtle now. That no, really works on, works on her psychologically. All right. We thank you for your call. That clears the line. 972-647-1893. All right. Who do we have? Pierre. We have a Lucky on the line, too. Who? L Lucky. Lucky. All righty. Good morning, Lucky. Good morning, Great Reverend. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Mm -hmm. five years old, I was just sitting up here wondering. I heard the conversation. I'm enjoying your show, and I'm not going to tie up the line because I know you've got other calls on the line, so I'm going to make this short. Thank you. So, Malcolm preached segregation. Good morning. Malcolm preached segregation. Martin preached integration. Elijah Muhammad in 62 came to Dallas and he said white folks will never accept you on your on the equal level. So let's tell them to stifle us for 25 years. This shit didn't, didn't give us no reparations, send us back to Africa, one way trip, to buy some land. It's got to be fertile land, it's got to be middle ocean, and, and now Farrakhan them say it's got to be fertile, and it's got to be, and, and, and after 25 years, you, you subsidize us, buy us tractors, and let us do our own thing, build our own factories, build our own shoes. Do you think we would have been better off if we had a went Malcolm's way instead of Martin Luther King's way? No, 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 no. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Because as long as we didn't get the experience of seeing that he would never accept us, we would always been looking at this thing would be together. God wants all his children together. And all of these things would be very strong. I agree. It would not, it not, it back when, Malcolm X and and Martin them were alive. They uh, it wouldn't have worked. No segregation wouldn't have worked that way. Legal segregation. You don't think you don't think would have been better off if we had one back then? No. 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 Why would we go and build America and turn around okay. and walk off and leave what we built? Here's well, the problem. We don't that's understand. Why that's why they would have to subsidize us. That's why they would have to subsidize us. Uh, uh, do you want me to answer your question or are you going to call and, yes, and teach sorry, me? I, I apologize. Go ahead. All right. And see, when we built America, this made America the greatest country on earth. And everybody from all over the world wants to come here. But what they're coming here for is to benefit from our labor, our ancestors' labor, everybody. And see, the reason why the world is the way it is, they haven't learned history either. And they talk better in some countries than they have here in America. And we've never learned real history. And white America has never learned real history. Mm. We have to understand. We can go back and teach a historical course and demand our freedom. Demand what's owed to us. And when we do this, this is how we can live in harmony. Well, why, why, why do we try to live in harmony? Well, how many nuclear bombs do we own? We go off and get a piece of land and build and develop our own thing. Guess what they're going to do? They're going to drop a bomb on us and blow us off the face of the earth and take that and keep going. Mm -hmm. 
And who's the only nation on earth? Who's the only man? You gonna listen to me or not? You gonna listen to me or not? I listen to you. Now, who's the only? What's the only nation on earth ever dropped an atomic weapon on somebody? Oh God! Huh? Hello. What's the only weapon on earth? What's the only country on earth ever dropped an atomic weapon on someone? I never thought about that. Well, he, it shows you he will do it. Oh, he'll do it. Yes, the Japanese. That's those people from Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Will he drop an atomic bomb on you? Hello? And people are suffering over there until this day. And this happened in 1945. Believe me. How many years ago has it been? 55? Uh, 76 years ago. And they're still suffering. People still suffering behind what they did. So you can't trust that. All right. Thank you. All righty. Thank you, sir. Uh-huh. I appreciate you asking my question, Reverend. Thank you. Uh-huh. All right. 972-647-1893 is the number to call. Uh, who, who we have? And we have uh, Joe on the line three. Joe? Yeah. All right. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Reverend Dan. How you doing? Fine, Joe. How you been doing, man? Oh, I was standing. Miss you Saturday. I guess you been hanging out with uh, 45 and the Proud Boys. <laughs> no. No, no. I, I, no, I would I would come up missing in a hurry if I was with that group. <laughs> yeah, they, they got you on film. They got you on film. Yeah, well, well, they got you on film too. Don't you ever think they don't have us all on film? Anytime when they come knock on that door, they they got something to say. No, this this is you right here. <laughs> No, hey, what's up about this? I want to talk about cell phones and filming and recording, remember that? Mm-hmm. Well, it, uh, it goes without saying, under the Christmas tree this year, you'll have little six-year-olders mm-hmm. with $200 cell phones wrapped up as gifts. Mm-hmm. $200. Everybody now is packing a cell phone and they're using it for old recipes, sending out a lot of junk. But here's where the rubber meets the road. Mm-hmm. Rodney King case, George Floyd case, mm-hmm. Ahmaud Arbery case. Yes. They're making all old cases uh-huh. and recording. Believe me, it wasn't for the cell phone. But now, exactly. guess what country owner controls all cell phones? Where's the country? Uh, is where's the country Japan? located? Hmm. Is, is it China or Japan? No, it's in Africa. It's a nation in Africa. The things that make that they put in a cell phone that cause it to record and film and do all that—that's mm. located only one spot on Earth, and that's in Africa. Okay, I did hear that. It's some yes. little. Uh, a piece of uh, African resource but yeah I did hear that but if African Americans not cutting you off Joe if African Americans millionaires and we got some billionaires put their money together and had bought that country that means we could help control our part of this world Mm. believe me Exactly. That's the richest place on earth, 
and the future of the whole world still lie in Africa, but we still will not connect with our brother over there, and he won't connect with us. He's just as bad as we are. And our freedom is in our hands. What are we going to do with it? Uh, you're right. The Arbery case, it didn't get any traction until that film was leaked. That's right. And it was leaked, they thought, would, would, would set, those, set those guys free. Oh, they were going to make money. George mm -hmm. Floyd case, that was, I think the girl was 17. She said she felt so helpless and appalled, and she did what she could. She just took out of her a camera and started filming. Mm -hmm. Though the film and the recording are game changers, we mm -hmm. got the film and record. It has saved many, many more. Rodney King. As a white guy, I think, filmed mm -hmm. that. That's mm -hmm. what those kids, they, well, they were cover up. Well, Rodney King, yes, we have to say, but looked like they couldn't even beat any sense in him because he's <laughs> up there crying. Can't we all just get along? Well, did they, were they getting along when they beat him with them sticks? Oh, come on, people, wake up. Look here, I, I, I'm up against a short break, and I thank you for your call. And y'all can reach us at 972-647-1893. We'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? It's All right, we're back. And you can reach me at 972-647-1893. All righty, all righty. All right, bring me on a call. Bring me on a call. Who do we have? Yeah. And we have uh, Reverend uh, uh, Wright on the line for. Reverend Wright? Yes. All right. All right. Good morning, preacher. All right this yeah, doing great, doing great. How are you doing? Doing good. I just want to run a few things back to right quick. One is you got an awesome show, and a lot of people are calling and talking about what we are going through. And you made a point about black preachers not teaching what they need to teach, and some mm -hmm. of them are just preaching. Some of them are just went preaching, Pastor. You know how that is. Yeah. And then we've got, uh, neither, and I don't think neither party cares about us. Like I told you, we need to start our own party. They need to be victimized because mm -hmm. we're being victimized by both parties. But yeah. in January, mm -hmm. I'm going to let you know. And, and then here's one more question. I'm going to tell you what we're doing in January nationally. Uh, we got to start holding our black politicians accountable. We can't get mad at what other folks are doing to us when people that look like us ain't saying nothing. Well, you, are you talking about starting at the top? Uh, the Congressional Black Caucus? Start at the top, exactly. And, and here's the last thing I want to tell you. In January, Pastor, in Atlanta, Georgia, they wanted me to come up there in December, but I told them to wait. In Atlanta, we're doing a big press conference in a march on how they've been treating black folks that are on dialysis. Mm -hmm. And this is not just in Atlanta, but it's all over the United States. Mm -hmm. Uh they have been, you notice that in most, here in, in Texas, all the Dallas centers in the black community because mm. the white folks are getting kidnapped. They're mm. not on Dallas. And oh, so yeah, they, get, they, they easily get transplants. But now what they try to lay it on is that they have a lot of whites to uh, volunteer their kidneys in order to get these transplants. And most black people don't. Now, that's what they're, they, that's what they're saying. Now, I've, I've talked to doctors. They're saying that's not necessarily true. 
Hmm. It's not true. Pastor, when I get ready to go to Atlanta, you're going to see nothing but white nurses and doctors standing behind me and former NFL, hmm. NBA, and, and baseball league. We, we started an organization called Dallas as Advocates Associates. Right. And we have been investigating how they've been treating black people. Mm-hmm. And we had one, one black man that was out of Philadelphia, mm-hmm. had him driving 80 miles out of the city to get a dialysis. And I called him and got on him. And mm-hmm. they brought him back in the city and they gave him a kidney. Wonderful. So we can already expose this family on Martin Luther King's birthday, January mm-hmm. 17th. So All I'm right. I just wanted you to know, but anybody in Dallas that's going through issues, they need to be a part of the association. But, but they've been kidding us like this past for years, and nobody said nothing because they didn't know anything. Mm, yeah. Well, I'm so glad you got a hold of the information because I know if you get it, you're going to tell it. You're going to yes, let sir. people know what's going on. Yeah. So, uh, so, we, so we, we were able to get two people kidnapped. One in Atlanta and one in Philadelphia. And this young, we got another young man, Pastor, is Kevin Hart stunt man. And they did him the same way. Mm. And we stopped him from cutting him off. Did, 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 did Kevin Hart uh, uh, publicize it? The, 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 the actor is yeah. his stunt man. Looks just like Kevin Hart. They done him the same way, but little did they know who he was. And he is the litmus test for what we're about to change all over the United States. Because we were able to stop them from cutting them off. Okay. They, 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 what they're doing, they're saying, we're through with y'all. And a lot of people don't know what to do after they say that, but they can't do that. And, of course, you know the person that owns the dollars and center is not the government pastor. It's an actor by the name of Warren Buffett. Uh-huh. Well, and, and, uh, Buffett is extremely wealthy. And he's yeah. extremely wealthy. And he owns 70% and then the company that owns the 30% is still his company. And mm-hmm. so after we do what we do in Atlanta, we're going to probably end up protesting out in front of his place on down in Philadelphia. But we're spreading this all over the United States because it's time for us to wake up and start doing what we need to do. All right, great. Wonderful. Thank you, preacher. Thank you. All right. Thank I'll, you very I'll much. Be in touch. All right, then. All right. Okay. See you tomorrow morning, 930, on Marion Barnett Sr. Facebook. Heavenly Joy Church. Yeah, everybody join us at 9.30. All righty. Who do we have? Who do we have? We have a David on uh, line two. David. David. All right. Good morning, David. How you doing, Brother Wanda? Brian, how are you doing? You struck a nerve a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You yes. Struck nerve. De- you, struck a, you struck a nerve when you said Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Because they drew, drove through a thousand miles mm-hmm. past Tokyo to bomb Hiroshima, Nagasaki, and mm-hmm. guess what? They was, was Christ- they was Christians. They was the only two cities in Japan that they lied Christianity. Why mm-hmm. did they rise, fly? Me and Cole had asked this person. I did a lecture on this. They drew, drove that far. Bomb those two I'm gonna tell you why they didn't bomb Tokyo, because well, you had a lot of American investors that had companies, had restaurants, had clubs, and different things. America had too much money invested in Tokyo, so they blew up Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Right, they bought. Another thing, brother, that I've been for 30 years. I've been telling you. Mm-hmm. In the Bible, they come out of the prayer of my people. 
That mm-hmm. means that you have your own political party on everything. Mm-hmm. You could, black folks could do just like Mark Cuban did. They got plenty of cities in Texas that they want to sell them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have, he bought him one down there below Costa County, didn't he?
Yeah, you did you ever dream we do that? No, stop. Even the prostitutes didn't even look like no. the the, the, the act like that. In the, in the 60s, the prostitutes didn't dress all with their bosom out and everything. It's just like Farrakhan. He said, told them to cover up because children started crying in church. He didn't know if they was because of the women with low cuts. It's ridiculous how these people dress now. They got well, no, no moral, mm. no morals whatsoever. When, when, when you lose sight of real, true, godly leadership, these are the things that happen. They happen. <laughs> and uh, it's not popular for a black talk show hosts to say what I'm saying. I don't care about it, if whether it's popular or not. It's That's true. right. Except we repent, we're not going anywhere. The truth sets you free. Yeah, Yeah, the truth will make you free. Yes, it will. Okay, I thank you for your call, uh, David. I thank you. 972-647-1893. Who do we have, Pierre? We have uh, Robert on uh, line four. Robert. Robert, all righty. Good morning, Robert. Good morning, Reverend Dr. Burnett. Yes, uh, is this Mr. Petrie? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. One of your one of your callers mentioned the bomb that was dropped on Japan, and you expressed to him about America being the only country to drop a bomb on another country. A nuclear so, bomb. I said uh, nuclear now. But the, they dropped a bomb worse than the nuclear bomb on the inner cities of America. <laughs> we, we might have been better off with a nuclear, huh? It's still affecting us today. If you go through South Dallas and parts of Oakland, mm-hmm. you still see the effects of that dope bomb that was dropped on the, the inner cities of America. Yes, and they went to every country in the world that sold heroin in the 60s. Mm-hmm. And they got it from, from from China. They got it from Colombia, Mexico, Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. And they dropped it on every inner city in America. And, and right now we've been affected daily. Economically, yeah. uh, mentally. I mean, mm-hmm. and we're suffering. You have suffered from, from that dope bomb that was dropped on, on our community. Yes, you're right. Uh, and it's hit it, not only the big cities. It's in small towns. It's out in now, the country, now. wherever you go. Uh, right. that, that mess is there. And our people are indulging in it. And they don't realize. I had a, one of my best friends I grew up with. Used to call people squares when they wouldn't. When they they ain't gone, they don't want that. They ain't, they ain't here. They squares. Mm. And I told them, hey man, you the square. You the one taking what that man bringing in here to hold you down. Mm. No, no, no. Right. This, this is well. I hate to say it. He's dead today. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just one of those things, man. We don't recognize. The, the wives of our, our enemies right. because right. we don't teach them about our natural enemies. We don't right. teach them. And, and also, we also, tell them it don't exist. Right, and then we have people that continue to distribute those drugs to each other yeah. all throughout our community 
and we give respect to them because mm. they drive Mercedes Benz and have right. diamond rings and stuff mm-hmm. like that and show success. Mm-hmm. And he's selling, he's the one that really distributes, he peddles the poison mm. in our community. Oh. See, they're nothing but peddlers. They're not the dope dealers. Mm. Now the dope dealers don't live on our side of town. Mm. They live out in Preston Holland. Mm. They live in Highland Park and different things, South Lake and all. That's where the real dope dealers are. Mm. These street peddlers are the ones who get arrested and hauled off to jail and shown on TV wearing their wife beater t-shirts and all those are nothing but the two and one peddlers compared to a to those who have bring them in and on planes and, and ships and different things like that, submarines, mm-hmm. yeah. They those are the dope dealers. The real deal. That's right. Yeah. Right. All right. And I thank you, Robert, for your call. That clears the line nine seven two six. I gave you a call last week. Uh, I left you a message. Give me a call. We need to talk. You left me a message last week? Yes. Oh, I didn't know well, it. I, I, I wasn't in town last week. Okay. Mm-hmm. Give me a call. All right. All That's right. your thing. All righty. We it's eight o'clock hour, and uh, we're about to switch over. So you can reach me at nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three, and we'll be right back. Yeah. What's up? It's- all right, we're back and ready and live for the second hour of Church Information and Open Forum. All righty, I'm Marianne Barnett, your host, also your pastor who looks for you on Facebook tomorrow morning, 9.30, Central Standard Time. We, I guess when we broadcast, we go worldwide. And uh, we love to hear you, love to see you, because we love to teach you. Mm. A lot of people, I've got my mind made up, and I, I'm, I know the facts. Mm. I made my mind up 30 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> <coughs> Ooh, the, the world has turned over 30 times since you made your mind up. Lord have mercy. Oh, God. It's one of those things. All right. Who do we have, Pierre? We have uh, Eric on uh, line three. Eric? Yeah. All righty. Good morning, Eric. Hello? You there, Eric? Yeah, do you vote? Yes. Uh-huh. Go right here. I was, on your, I was on your show last week. You were on last week? Uh-huh. I, yeah. I, I wasn't here last week. I... I didn't I know get a what, chance I'm to from, talk to you. Mm-hmm. Guess what, Brother What's that? Remember when Mahomes and I when he got ready to the fight? No, he wasn't ready to fight, but uh, he was telling somebody, he said, hey. I know, he said, you don't want me to tell you how I test my feet? Well, I go to the room, I hit the switch, and been in bed for the lights up, for the room's dog. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he taught me something then. What did he uh, teach you? I got... I've been looking up at the sun. I, 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 I see when I worship God. I worship God. Everything I do get to do with God and best out. Mm-hmm. That's my only way to live. Is trusting God. Mm-hmm. Like I, I could remember back in the day when I was like 11 years old. My teeth used to move me in my hand because I couldn't lay on my stomach to pull myself down on the skateboard. Mm-hmm. And that's how come I, that was the reason why I couldn't learn at night because I had a stomach. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and by then, when my trainer put wall on my face when I got knocked out, mm-hmm. I was unconscious when I got knocked out. When he put that wall on my face, I was so exhausted. Um, that helped me out a lot. So I'm getting mm-hmm. better. I've been working this like three months. On, th- on, on three pills, I lost 14 pounds in three months on three pills. Mm-hmm. Running two miles a day. And so now I'm running seven miles per hour in 30 minutes each. Australia, Germany, and for my, you know, overworked muscles. You, you still boxing? Oh, yeah. How old are you now? Uh, I'll be 60 this month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not going to retire? You still not going to retire? No, I got my roses, my flowers. So I'm going to box till I'm 70 years old. You're going to box till you're 70? Yeah. yeah okay, well. Nobody can do it. Nope. I tell you what, not. you got a good soft pillow? Say that again. Good soft pillow and a nice firm mattress. How old is that? Get you something good to sleep on, okay? All right, Because you, you're going to run into one of these 20, 25 year olds. Don't worry. <laughs> you you gone and. Uh, Make sure you find somewhere to lie that's real comfortable, okay? <laughs> All right. All right. Now, you hang in there. See you. Take All care. Right, Bye-bye. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. 972-647-1893. All righty. What do you, what do we, you have? We have uh, Eddie on line one. Eddie? Yeah. All right. Eddie. All right. Good morning, Eddie. Good day, great reverend. How are you doing this morning? Up, up, over the top, and uh, cannot be stopped. Mm. All right, all right, all right. Can't lose with the stuff you use, right? Mm. Praise the Lord and <laughs> Genesis to Revelation. All right. <laughs> that was really good. There are many opportunities in Africa. Very, very, very. Persons, persons that are decision makers. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I spoke to you, great reverend, uh, come on your program here in the future and announce in ways that people can get involved directly in Africa mm-hmm. and own situations and rule together economically with people there. And I tell you, I'm not talking about millions. I'm talking about multi-billions. It is available. Wow, right. Well, um... How many takes have you ever had when you said, let's go and invest in Africa? Well, I tell you, sincerely, I have brought people I've never seen before from different parts of the world into Africa and met me there and Mm -hmm. have done business there. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about going into the um, places of decision money-making. I'm trying to think of the name right now. Yeah. Uh, But I do know people and I will come, as uh, I suggested to you, and you said yes, mm-hmm. and uh, express these ideas of opportunity. Yes. Oh, yeah, I'm going to always say yes, because I know those opportunities are real. And uh, the thing about it, we have been taught systematically, which you know, down through the years, not to trust one another. See, we... we, we Nobody trusts a black man because black man don't even trust himself. Hmm. So, yeah, here's, here's what's happening. 
Yeah, uh, uh, gasoline, petrol, so many, many yeah. opportunities. The richest continent on earth. Yes, it is. Yeah. Amen. And you hold the key, and you're willing to point out and share this with people, and you don't charge to do, to point this out and share with them. It would help us worldwide if we help develop Africa. But we're going to let China, Japan, America, other nations mm -hmm. who are building our ports on the west coast of Africa, they're building ports on the west, west coast of our Africa, especially China mm -hmm. and Japan, which means they can not only bring ships for eco economic reasons, they will bring ships in order for military reasons. Mm. They, see, they are not just going in there while uh, just sharing, uh, just showing off their economic wherewithal, but they always come behind that with military to make sure things that they build will be protected and kept by them. Mm. And see? take out the resources. That's right. Break the resources unchallenged. That's mm -hmm. why they make sure they build uh, a military right there, uh, right alongside of that economic uh, investments, mm -hmm. military investments. Yes, sir. I must also suggest that it takes investment. Money has to be applied. <laughs> Persons have to take a risk. Yeah. You have to take a chance. Mm -hmm. If you sit there and do not mobilize, you will stay in your same situation. Yeah. But you must also put your money in well, your mouth. Yeah, all right. all right. Thank you. Thank you. You can come on anytime you like. All righty. Thank you, Great Reverend. Uh huh. That clears the line. 972-647-1893. Who do we have? We have Imani on the line, too. Imani? Imani, yeah. All righty. Good morning, Imani. Good morning, Pastor. How you doing? Fine. You doing all right? Oh, man. I'm getting to his funeral. You know you got the RSVP to go to a funeral nowadays. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, yes. You know? And you know, I'm so glad you brought this up because I wanted to announce the funeral of a young lady, Sandra Cannon. Sandra Cannon. Williams funeral will be today over there where uh, Pastor Alan Madison has pastored for years. This is Alan Lipscomb's church there in East Dallas. And, uh, yeah, her funeral this morning at 10, 10, 10 a.m. When everybody knows she's a graduate of Lincoln High School. <laughs> and I'm glad you brought that up. You, you reminded me of something. Mm-hmm. Go, go right I, 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 got, I got so much to talk about, Pastor. And one, you know what frightens me the most? Mm -hmm. One of these Saturday mornings, I, I, I wake up and, and your, show, your show is gone. That's what frightens me. Because I, uh, you're putting out some information that I know that we're getting closer to the, the, where we need to go. And they ain't going to want it long. They, gonna, they control the airways. They control everything. They yeah. control our stomach. But... We don't control the minds of our people. That's the problem. Yeah. Our people yeah. have... Well, you your, your stomach control, your mind control, your stomach, too. Yeah. But... Your brain, we call it, a, Francis, uh, Dr. Wilson's called it brain computer. 
Mm-hmm. You ever heard of Dr. Wilson? Oh, yeah. Francis Chris Wilson. She lived in uh, Washington, D.C. Then she moved to uh, Africa. And uh, yeah. she died about, that's been four or five years since yeah, that, she did. Uh, when she passed away. And I met, that's I right. used to talk to her all the time when I'd go to uh, the Congressional Black Caucus, Andrew, Andrew Week. I used to talk with Dr. Wilson. Mm. And well, you talking about was a wonderful, brilliant woman. She was. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, she was brilliant. Yes, yeah. she was. I got a, uh, uh, this is what I got a case, I got a suitcase full of books this morning. And I thank God for the man with the post office over in uh, Duncanville. Uh-huh. We having our first thank case. We getting together that today. And we call it, we having our first, actually, I call it knowledge, wisdom, and understanding thing tank. Mm-hmm. Like we tried to start that. But we're getting together. And so much, you just don't have enough time this few minutes on this radio station to do it. We, we are, and I want to thank that fellow good white people. You, I know some good white people out there. From where? And uh, I want to let them know. That's you true. You no, I agree with you. you. There are some decent white people. They feel well, far between, but they are some. Hmm. I wish they would call in because, you know, I noticed this gun thing. Everybody taking guns and going to solve our problems. They have problems, Second Amendment. But these guns are, that they fucking you they using it on themselves. Mm-hmm. It's like they committing genocide to me. And mm-hmm. they go up in the schools, and, and they better check this gun thing out because, uh, you know, we got a problem, and I'm going to let you go, but I'm going to my bank tank. No, don't go. Uh, it's something, something I wanted to discuss on that. You're talking about those guns. Now, if you noticed that shooting up in Michigan, the first name they called was what? Of uh, what city? They said Detroit. Mm. That, town, that town is almost about 70 miles from Detroit. Hmm. Secondly, That's right. have you seen a, a a visible picture of that boy, of the shooter? Yes, I I, I don't know what he looked like. The pictures they showed me well, wasn't they clear. Him on news. They got him on CNN and Fox News. They and finally got him on? Well, okay, yes, well, okay. Let's look at the shooting over in Arlington uh, some months ago. Did you, did you have to wait to see who the shooter was? Yes. They showed mm-hmm. you pictures of oh, him, yes, film of him, from Jump Street. That's right. The they didn't show the that white boy right off like that and show you all him walking down the streets and different things. But the black boy, they showed you him from Jump Street. Right. They do that. And they, they both were about that. the same age. Mm. Well, that's what I'm doing this morning, getting this imagery on powernomics, and I got a, couple, a whole load of books here. And our group is just starting. But I want to tell you, Lex, I'm shame on you. Me and Al Liscom led you marching on downtown Dallas. Me and Al Liscom. Mm-hmm. And now when I joined Lulex, they didn't know about nobody. Michael Jackson said it better. Nobody cares about us. And you know what? Most of us don't care about us. Mm-hmm. So, Sorry, I have to I, agree I, I, with you on that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll talk to you more about what we come up with. We got some brothers. I mean, a, a little bit at the post office, and we're gonna we we thinking finally that day. We realize we got a brain, a yeah. computer brain. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. Take close the line nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Who do we have here? Tony on line three. Tony. Yeah. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, Lex. 
Good morning, Rev. How you doing? Brad, how you doing this morning? All right. I want to ask you. Mm-hmm. Because I asked you this question last week. Mm-hmm. You know, we see that Ebenezer Johnson retired. Who? Ebenezer Johnson retired. Right. Uh-huh. And, you know, I don't know who, all, who is all running, but... Uh, I want your opinion of Jasmine Crockett, and 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 my thing is this: I wonder if all of you going to run for this district, are they going to ever come on your show? <laughs> well, now, do you know some of the people that are running? Well, well, I don't know none of them personally. I, the only person that, that that has came out. Or do you know of some of these people that are running? Um, like I said. Only one person I actually that said they running that they made it public. What's her name? I know Jasmine Crockett, I believe. The, the one that's for uh, the one hundred district. The one uh that that's uh, took um uh, took the mayor's spot in the hundred district of Texas. Yeah, and down in the state house. Yeah. Now what has she done? Well, not nothing really that I know of. What has she done down in Austin? Don't know. Don't know. <laughs> but she wants to move from Austin to Washington. Mm-hmm. And have done nothing that you can name in Austin, mm. but want to be in I Washington? Hmm. You know, Ebony, so, uh, I think it's important. Well, I, I'm, I, I, I make up my own mind. Mm. Nobody makes up my mind for me. Mm -hmm. I go and look at the record of a person and see what they've stood for and how they stand on certain issues. I don't care who support them or what, who endorses them. If they're, if, if they're not qualified in my mind, I don't vote for that person. I don't know anything about this young lady. All I know is that uh, she took the mayor's spot down there in yep. Austin and... Uh, he didn't do anything either, but uh, uh, still, uh, I just go beyond somebody's uh, blind endorsement. Really, I do. So, do you know who, who running? Uh, who else running? I don't know. Who has money? No, who, who else is running in, in fair district? Well, nobody has filed yet, so I, I won't start uh, saying anything until these people. Uh, okay. Make sure that uh, we make sure that they're serious about running, mm -hmm. and then okay. I want to see their records. Then we can. Oh yes, uh, we we we'll review records of everyone. That's okay. right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank All right. you. Mm -hmm. All right. We up against a short break, and you can reach me at nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three, and we'll be right back. All right, it's time to give us a call again. 972-647-1893. All right, who do we have? Pierre? Charles on uh, line one. Charles, all righty. Good morning, Charles. Are you? Hello. Good morning. Good morning, Good Charles. You're on there. Yes, uh-huh. 
How you doing this morning? I'm doing fine. How you doing? Just fine. I'd just like to ask you a question. Uh, <clears throat> with the city of Dallas, what, what is wrong with using the Cotton Bowl for the high school playoff games? A number of games are in the city of Dallas. Just like today, we got to go way to Frisco. Mm -hmm. Even the soda and duck is driving through Dallas, way to Frisco. They playing in Frisco? Yes. Mm -hmm. They play in Frisco, yeah. Play in Frisco in the the Soto and Duncan be playing in Frisco? Yes, they play, play out yeah. the sock. Mm -hmm. Well, now the Cotton Bowl is owned by the city of Dallas. And you would think they would really want to make it available to their own citizens. But the Cotton exactly. Bowl have always been a racist institution. Mm. For the simple fact, here's what. High schools used to play in the Cotton Bowl years That's ago. Right. Used to play the Cotton Bowl game. Every every school in Dallas had a shot to play in the Cotton Bowl. But that was when white schools were, you know, still white. And they would allow white schools to play. So they allowed black schools to play. But as soon as the whites pulled out, they stopped high school games mm. in the Cotton Bowl. Mm. Just tell it like it is. It's a racist institution. And okay. it needs to be challenged. Mm -hmm. All right? All right. Well, uh, we, you have a, a, a trustee... Uh, uh, Carolyn Arnold, well, you know, city councilwoman, mm -hmm. she comes on. When you okay. say when I have these city council people coming on and, and they come on here, ask them. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, ask them. They're the ones who work with these things every day. And uh, they can, I'm sure, give you an answer. And if you want a petition for us to have high school game now, the schools have a beautiful stadium. Mm -hmm. One of the most beautiful high school football stadiums, you know, and basketball in in, the, in 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 America, high school. But if you want to go bigger than high school, which most of our state playoff games are bigger than high school games, bigger than average high school games, then you, you can ask that city council person. Okay. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Who do we have, Pierre? Kevin on uh, line three. All righty. Good morning, Kevin. Yeah, Reverend Barnett, the, the guy, the guy who just called, the guy just called about the high school game. Okay, the reason why they put them way out there in the suburbs, the, the kids look around and see the star. They playing at the star where the Cowboys practice at. Right. So everybody, everybody want to play there. You know how that go. But back when Carter was making that run. They played quite a few games at Texas Stadium. They might play one or two at the Cotton Bowl, but like you say, that faded out. Back when I was in high school in the 70s, yeah, every Friday to be three three games on, on high school Friday. Back I, I'm going to tell you when it really faded out, what helped it to fade, but it was that was done out of racism. You remember when the boy got killed out there, broke his neck? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they, yeah. They, they stopped high schools from playing. You're right, after, right, right after that. Now, Reverend Bunny, you remember the great PC Cobb Stadium right there off of 35? Yeah, that was a, that was a boondoggle. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they sold that land yeah. uh, for a little nothing, six million. 
And then the city, the the school district got nothing out of it because it cost them about seven million to tear it down yeah, to get okay. rid of it. Demolition. It's where the infomart is right now. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. No. So if if Sox if Sox could have played today at Cotton Bowl and Duncanville and Soto, you probably would have had a hell of a crowd today. But you would have. Go down like, hey, Reverend Barnett. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you would have had a crowd. Duncanville and DeSoto would have been playing in the Cotton Bowl along with South Oak Cliff and the school that they're playing. Man, they're playing Lovejoy. Love yeah, mm-hmm. they're playing Lovejoy. Yeah. Lovejoy. Where's Lovejoy? That's up, that's up not too far from uh, Little Ham and Frisco right. and I, I mean, uh, Prosper and all up in there. Yeah. North side. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, way up there. Uh-huh. 75 North. 75 North. Uh-huh. Going up that way. Yeah. Well, but, but keep but, but keep doing what you're doing, Reverend Bonnet. But, but I, I'm so happy y'all thinking so now. That things yeah. things that we have paid for over the years because right, they right. were denied to us in years past. They still denied, and we 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 don't seem to remember or think about their denials. The reason why we're not using those facilities. Mm-hmm. Because believe me, that grass, that ground on the cotton bowl has always that's been the softest field, the best field to fall on than, than we ever had in Dallas. <laughs> they kept that rascal. Oh, you can go out there and just dive and roll over. Wouldn't I'm get hurt. Remember, Bonnet, you, you remember when Sock and Vett and Carter and Kimball used to play at Bragg until they built Well, Carter and Kimball played in the in the cotton bowl. They played there. Uh, yeah, but, uh, but then, yeah, Reverend Barnett, but I remember they used to move Carter and Kimber way out there low. Out of where? Because they wanted want to keep going yeah. for free. They used to have Carter, they used to have Carter and Kimber playing way out there low field house sometimes. Oh, yeah. Way out there. That's, that's why I come up with the idea, you know, that's new stadium you got. You're right, you're right. That's, I know you're you, you the one that got that. I'm the one that got it. Negroes. Right. Now, I'm going to show you how black folks are. They know I got it. He's arguing with me about it. That I'll never do it. And when they pulled it off, now they don't say a word about it. They don't, no, they, they, they don't say a word. Now, I got it. It wasn't me in no group. I took some people down there. But I got it off of my influence mm. with the school district. And uh, we, and they got, and because the trustee was so scared and, and so... Uh, Scared I was gonna run against him. He yeah. he didn't want nobody to know. He would name that somebody that well I name that Jesse Owens. Jesse Owens probably ain't never been to Dallas, <laughs> but right. but yeah. he named yeah. it after him and all that mess. You know, this is how it's people are that. in Dallas. Mm. Else, Robert, that's that's the best facility in the DISD right now. Mm. That's, that's the, one of the best facilities in the state of Texas. Mm-hmm. That's one of the finest. But we just got some dumb people down there that's running the school district who don't know how to use that that, that facility. That facility, you could run the Olympics. It has three layers when it takes for the Olympics. You can run the Junior Olympics every summer. You could have a Junior Olympics out there. But they don't do it because they don't want to come to somewhere that they feel like too close to the black community. Mm. Which that's a nice yeah, that, that, community out there. Reverend Barnett and great fresh box and everything. Right. Yeah. I know everything. Uh, oh, it's state of the art. It's one of the finest there is. 
The only stadium I've seen that have come and they copied off it was up there in Allen. Allen. Mm-hmm. Other than yeah, that, so that's the. Hmm? During football season, the great Freddie James run the press box. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know yeah. all about it. Thank you. Yeah. All right. All right. That's the line, 972-647-1893. All righty, who do we have? Pierre. Mr. T on uh, line two. Mr. T? Yeah. All right. Good, uh, good morning, Mr. T. Uh, grand Rising, sir. How you doing? Fine. How are you? Doing good. Mm-hmm. And I have a question. Mm-hmm. Yes. Why are we... Uh, I know voting is important, but why are we not supporting black businesses what I really want to know? Doesn't that seem more important? Are they, uh, wh- where, where do you find black businesses? All right, Well, I know a lot of them are in Dallas, but I guess, you know, they're kind of spread out. But I'm just trying to understand that we should really be supporting our own. Oh, because you, you, you own this something, but here's what. Here's what. Black businesses, blacks need to come together, black business people and get the financing to build a black business district. Mm-hmm. That's what we need. That would, would, right. would, would make us get used to doing business with blacks when we can go in black business district. In that district, you can find restaurants, clothing, mm-hmm. uh, you can find cars, mm-hmm. anything we need in a black business district. Mm-hmm. This is what we need. This was what we should be pushed. This is some of the things that your black, so-called black leadership in Dallas should be putting together. When I say leadership, I'm not saying that, that not any one particular profession. It could be doctors, lawyers, uh, politicians, preachers, uh, you name it, should come together and say we're going to take this part, this, this property here and this area here and create a black business pe- uh, area and invite black business people to come in and let them, let them know that they're going to give it all the publicity, everything they can to make sure it grows and develop. This is how you develop black businesses in an area. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I'm trying to understand I definitely try to understand if we don't trust each other enough to buy for one another, why are we going to vote for someone we don't trust either? Well, we do that every time. <laughs> you got a whole bunch of them elected right now that you shouldn't have trusted, but uh, <laughs> you voted for them. So, all right. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Uh-huh. That clears the line. 972-647-1893. Who do we have, Pierre? Uh, yeah. Okay. Wh- what do we got? All right. No comment. Mm-hmm. All right. We got to, uh, let's see, what is it, 35? All righty. Uh, we can take someone else, yeah. You want to take someone else? Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, we have uh, James. Yeah, James. From Palestine. Well, we'll take James. We'll take all right. James. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Good morning, James. 
Yes, good morning, Reverend Barnett, and your guests there. Yes. The lead listeners are in Palestine. Mm-hmm. Go right ahead. Yes, sir. I, I appreciate all the talk that's being said, and when you mentioned that about the government leaders, the church leaders, and all the other people that's successful with money could come together. Uh, sometime back, I've been mentioning the word, the number 391, which is a group that can uh, get respect for whenever you ask or demand something Thank from you. government Stop agencies. Yes, go right here. Yes, sir. And the other thing, Reverend Burnett, when you mentioned on the beginning of your program about the Christmas and the holidays, the way if Jesus is not in the picture, it's about um, people that got caught up in the world, you know, like the Bible talks about. Uh, if you're a friend of the world, the enemy of God, and so forth, people have gotten caught up and left Jesus out of the picture. Yes, and you need to get him back in there. Well, and they've taken the baby Jesus out of the manger and put old big fat Santa Claus in there. <laughs> That's right. And that's, 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 that's a inferiority complex, Reverend Barnett. When they put a white, white, even if it's a so-called color one in there looking black, <laughs> but the image is there. They've created an image already, which the Bible clearly speaks about that. Yeah. And the image of God, you know, God mm -hmm. is a spirit. But moving on, Reverend Barnett, right quick before time run out on me. Remember when we, we were not at the bargaining table when they put the Constitution together. And I wrote an editorial down here in Palestine in the newspaper, and here's what I said during Juneteenth. Mm -hmm. One of the things they did in 1776 was a proclamation, and one was a declaration. Mm -hmm. Now, when they proclaim in 1865, that's a proclamation, but a declaration is different, and mm -hmm. that's part of the problem that we have with what's going on with us here in the United States of America. We were not at the bargaining table when they put that thing together. When they say whenever any form of government become, you know, like it is, mm -hmm. the people's supposed to change it. And I hear people talking about different parties and all coming together, which is a good thing. But if the church folks, the government leaders, and all like you've been saying, and the money and Reverend Wright and Doctor Edwards and all, and we all come together, we can work this thing out. If we just stop fussing with each other, sit down, and the church leaders got to come on with it. I don't know if I have a ministerial alliance up there. We don't have one here. And I, I had Mr. Wynn to try to get some ministers together. The mm -hmm. first thing they started talking about was pastor appreciation and church anniversary rather than focusing on the sheep, on their flock. Well, we have these kind of problems here. But those are the type of fellows that the people will follow. Isn't that sad? Yes, sir, it is. Because in, Jesus is a good shepherd. The other one is a hireling. When the money not there and the women not there and the chicken not there, guess what? They running. They yeah. need the sheep out there with the wood. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. On that other shooting right quick, Reverend Burnett, on that shooting of that young man up there in Michigan, mm -hmm. now they want to charge the parents and all of that and get that guy that went to school, that 17-year-old boy, mama drove him over there at Rittenhouse or whatever his name. What's going to happen with that case there? That boy, 17 years old, his mama, they said, drove him over there. And he went over there shooting like that, and he got away with that. This show you how corrupt. The, I, well, not, like you said, there is some decent, good white folks. But where are they? Where mm -hmm. are the church folks? Stand up, folks. Mm -hmm. Well, it's one of those things, and you go back to your Christmas thing. You're going to have to understand. Yes, Santa Claus was founded by Walter Mass in 1895. Yes, if you notice, he, he drew the picture of him. He was at the New York Times. Drew a picture of him, called him St. Nicholas and Saint Santa Claus. <laughs> and if you notice that the, uh, he made him for money. Hmm. How did he draw him for money? He made him big and fat. 
And that back in those days, fat represented wealth. Mm. Women yes, were Thank considered you. wealthy, successful women, if they were heavy women. Mm. See, heavy mm. women used to be in style. Mm. Now yes, they they test them. Before uh-huh. time run out, let me say this. Uh, they got us on these commercial men and women smelling clothes. The colored folk, Reverend, Reverend Wright, always saying it. No more backward thinking. They got us big old Shaquille O'Neal, I think, and all them up there smelling clothes. They sure smell good. We, they got us so messed up and brainwashed. We need to come out of that stuff there. Smelling clothes. Six of y'all come out of them church hives and church folk, and let's get kids out of on uh, line two. Austin? Alter. All right. Nine two. Uh, good morning. You on Keno in? This is Austin, uh, Pastor Barnett. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. All righty. Right. Uh-huh. I say, first of all, let me say we need to get back to our meeting we had before COVID. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that you need to get back to teaching because you can't teach it from Genesis to Revelation on the radio and knowing who we are. Yeah. And as my parents as my parents said, never, never trust it. All and right. Second King and Second King says five and twenty seven, he's been cursed forever. And so I'm saying that uh speak truth and the truth is in the Bible what you were teaching us. Mm-hmm. And uh what we see on T V is real but it's not true. Mm, right. So my mm-hmm. thing is this. I don't know what it's going to Well, uh, I'm not going to uh, promise you, but I'm going to start back on a Monday night, probably right after the holiday because we got so much going on otherwise. That's, right. And most, much of it is not even in Dallas. Uh, right. Otherwise, that I, I'll be going to different places. And, uh, right. Uh, you know, I'm definitely going to have to get back to it because, really, uh, it, you shall know the truth and the truth, the truth shall make you free. That's true. Yeah. It will make you free. People say set you free. It doesn't say set you free. It will make you free. Mm. If, it's, if you ever get it into your heart, minds, and souls, you'll be free and when you free you cannot stand uh, things that are untrue uh, to be 
displayed around you and a lot of things that's displayed around you they're real but they're not true you said that mm -hmm. you right. said that they're real but they're, it's not true that's not what it really right. is mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and yeah. we can't come together because we don't know the truth that's right know. what can we do you hear it all the time what can we do How we can't come together because mm -hmm. we don't know the truth that's right and and you teach the truth and so I know it has encouraged me, and I've shared what you shared with me as much as I can, but I need more help from you. <laughs> we're, don't worry, we're, we're going to get back to it. Okay. And go dive back, back into the depths of things. All right. All right. I thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. That clears the line. 972-647-1893. who do we have? James on uh, line one. James, all righty. Good morning, James. Pastor Burnett. Yes, sir. This is James on the Evangelist Temple Church is all in Christ. Okay. Uh -huh. seven dollars. Yeah, all right. Mm -hmm. You got some food to give away this, this week? Yes, sir. Starting look, give you, I want to give you a hand because, look, you just didn't do the Thanksgiving thing. Right, there you go. See, you know, we got some folks born. <laughs> All of the 364 days of the year, I wouldn't give them nothing. Let them start. Thanksgiving come around. Come on, everybody welcome me. Like they can survive off of one meal a year. But, brother, you call me every week saying y'all give it away to Thank you, man. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. I really, I want you to know. And who, who's your pastor? Are you the pastor of the church? No, sir. I'm just one of the brothers of this church. All right. Who's the pastor? Elder Freddie Shepherd. Right. Tell Elder Shepherd I said I thank him. I really respect him and admire him for what he's doing. Okay? Yes, sir. I sure will. Yeah, let him know, let him know in, in service tomorrow. Tell him I'm loud in service that I All right. really respect him. <laughs> for doing what he's doing because you don't miss a week calling me. That's right. All right, thank you. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. All right, you have a good day. That clears the line. 972-647-1893. All right. And when we look at some of the things going on, Leon, uh, we got, we going into some perilous times. But now, Everybody said things are so bad, but I'm seeing people, it looks like people are prospering pretty good in the hood right now. <laughs> well, you know, Reverend we've been used to prospering in the face of pandemics for centuries. You know, We've always had a pandemic in front of us. <laughs> right, right. right. When, when white America was just lying out on the beach suntanning, we... We was dealing with a pandemic of poverty, so right, right. we've always had one, right, so that right. wasn't new. No, no. So we just do what we do. We, we just make it in spite of, and you look around, we're still here. So, you know, this is how we do it. <laughs> uh, but still, people gets down on Biden. He makes me mad, too, but I'm still going to vote for him. Uh, his those funds that he put out into the general public 
they, you can't make me believe they didn't help a lot of people. Oh, absolutely. When you give away that kind of money, mm-hmm. and, and it, it helps fuel the economy, mm-hmm. everything, uh, we should appreciate some of the things that, say, the Democrats uh, have done. They've done some things. Mm-hmm. They ain't used to going around lying and not want to give them credit. Mm-hmm. They have. But they need to be just more forceful in protecting certain things, mm-hmm. such as our voting rights. Mm-hmm. I'm very upset with this thing about voting uh, because for some reason my audience will talk about it, I guess, if I push it hard enough. But it seems like it ought to be easy to talk about someone trying to steal your vote. Mm-hmm. Now, it lets you know that when that voting rights bill passed in the 1965, it's there. It's, it's legislation. It should not to be tampered with. But it seems like a lot of people just don't care. I guess they don't feel like we someday could lose that right to vote. Hmm. They don't believe someday that we could lose what we call the civil rights we have. Hmm. It's there. Mm-hmm. And I see it coming. Hmm. I see it coming. It's going to be a challenge. We, we're going to have to fight to keep our civil rights. Hmm. America is, is digressing. There are a lot of people listening to me now was not alive when we didn't have civil rights. Right, right. There were a lot of people that were alive. Uh, they too young to remember. Right. When they couldn't go in the front door. Right. If they were gonna be served, they'd have to go in the back door, in the back alley. Mm-hmm. And uh, there people just can't bring themselves to fathom what that was like and could we ever go through that again? I, I I wonder about this situation, and uh, it, it, it strikes me very, very, very shaky, mm-hmm. very shaky. Uh, civil rights could be lost. It's coming. I'm seeing attitudes, hatred, and everything that we experienced years ago. Now, I've got uh, uh, a member of the team to come on after me. I want to ask him something. He's old enough to remember. He's seasoned. (laughs) Remember. Gene, Gene, would you come around here? Could you come around here? (laughs) Yeah. Come on around here. Uh, you, as a white man, can remember when you and I could get together and go in certain places and sit down and just have a coffee because yeah. I wasn't allowed in there. Can you remember? Yeah, but not a long time ago. We couldn't have. We could but, have since we've known each other, yeah. But what I'm saying is this. I see something coming here that can revoke all can revoke all this. They were just bills that were passed in the Constitution because the thirteenth and fourteenth amendments was and fifteenth amendments was, was supposed to 
freed us, but we still had to go past special bills in order to give us our everyday human rights. And it seemed like an attitude is coming in, in this country, like it was pre-64. Uh, do you experience that? I know you. it's not towards you, but do you see the attitude changing in this country? Everything that working people can win in this system can be taken away, and that's what they're proving right now. They're trying to tear down everything that you fought for for your whole life, mm-hmm. and, and you won. Yeah. And you had a victory. Yeah. But the same people were still in charge. And with those people in charge, they're mm-hmm. just waiting for a chance to take it all back. Oh, numbers. Because the same reasons that they wanted racism under Jim Crow is the same reasons that they want it now to make right. more money for them. Yeah, I've said that. Uh, wh- what What is it uh, you think? What... Is that just something that uh, they they long for the days of pure white supremacy? Is that what it is, or what's going on? It's just all about making money. It's just all about dividing the working people, paying, especially people, uh, dark-skinned people, yeah. less, mm-hmm. and just racking up the money. Well, I, getting white people to support it. One of the biggest auto manufacturers in the world used to be so racist. But we bought their cars. And I'm talking about Ford Motor Company. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't start hiring Mr. blacks. Mr. Ford supported Hitler. Yeah, I <laughs> sure did. Mm-hmm. But uh, when we see how General... Now, General Motors was... That was been moved. Vanderbilt got General Motors over now, uh, Arlington some years before. Mm-hmm. But Ford has been here a long time. was in Dallas over down East Grand a long time. They wouldn't hire blacks. But they we wouldn't. still No. They didn't hire blacks and start hiring blacks till the late sixties. After the Civil Rights Bill. I'll tell you what what broke the color barrier in uh, the auto industry was the United Auto Workers. Yeah. The United they Auto did. Workers they came did. in and said, We're gonna organize everybody that moves and we don't care what they what kind of job they have they don't have to be they don't have to be the skilled craftsman mm-hmm. we're going to organize everybody that works there yeah. and uh, that was a, a a gigantic breakthrough in the color barrier it, during uh, during world war 2 the race some of the racist auto workers mm-hmm. went on strike because some black people got promoted into into jobs that the whites thought should only be whites only yep and the union went down and broke their own strike broke the broke the the working people's strike and mm-hmm. said we are going to organize everybody and that means everybody's got to be working together yeah well i see i saw some of that person because i worked it forward is that and, right uh, yeah i worked it forward many of uh white workers there despise the fact that our paychecks look like theirs. You could tell they were angry. Mm -hmm. But still, by all of us being a part of the union, there was nothing they could do because we we were forced to stick together. Right. And uh, when we see what's happening now, uh, we've gotten, had a lot of union busting, Mm-hmm. To go along, it started with Reagan. He, he when he busted past coal, mm-hmm. it seemed to have been down really downhill for unions ever since that bust of the aircraft. You know, 
those who bring planes in and mm-hmm. and, and cause planes to land. And uh, could there be another great movement? How we could get a movement to bring the union back because they did protect our jobs, mm-hmm. really. Not, I'm talking about just uh, working, but as a race of people, it, 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 they protected our job. That's right, and the, and the union movement's coming back strong right now. It uh, is? You know, the Kellogg's workers just got a, a tentative contract. They haven't mm-hmm. decided whether it's good enough or not, but uh, it's, it's surely a lot better than what the company was trying to force on them. Mm-hmm. And we are working right now in the Dallas and North Texas area well, actually, statewide, we're working to help the steel workers union in Beaumont, where the where the uh, uh, refinery workers got locked out yeah. uh, on May the first, and they're still locked out. But they're still not taking whatever kind of junk <laughs> the company is pushing at them, you know. Yeah. And they're saying, no, we're going to stay out until we get a decent contract. And people yeah. are backing them up. Good. They're raising money right now. The t- Dallas AFLCO and the Tarrant County AFLCO have joined together. Uh, are uh, those long- people are working at that port in Beaumont? Uh, uh, well, in that refinery. That refinery. It's an oil refinery. Oh, okay. Yeah, they used to be Beaumont oil. Beaumont put con- off. a lot of that down. There. Back in your day, they were the oil, chemical, and atomic workers. Okay. But they're in the steel workers union now. Okay. A lot of unions have uh, emerged. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so they've been out for a long time, but they're still not taking what the company wants them to do, which is to take concessions and move backwards. Oh boy! Oh boy! It's always it's always a struggle. It's, yes, it is. It's a fight we cannot give up on. That's true. We got to get out of here. I got to run, but uh, I'm glad you came by. And uh, coming January 25th, I won't be here. I'm just letting you know now. And uh, not January. I mean December 25th. December 25th. January January 1st. I won't be here. We'll have some people are here in our place in my place so we gotta run just letting everybody know but I'll be here next week y'all stay tuned we'll be right back <laughs>